Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, welcome back. This is Laurel, and you're on the podcast called Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we talk about this. So what does this entail, becoming a millionaire? Making money, keeping money, investing money, using a team, having your foundation cleaned up, the whole thing. So anything money is what gets talked about. So I brought someone who is uh, actually become a really good friend. She does the best massages and facials in the world. And uh, she went from homeless in a van to now being really successful. And I wanted, number one, just to welcome you, Muriel. And uh, I want you to tell your story a little bit as a, I'm going to say, what do I want to call it? I want you to be like leading a torch for the people out there that say they can't do it and have like, they're in a really rough spot and they don't think they can do it. So I want to speak to them um, because at any place in your life, if you're serious about being successful, you can do it. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Laurel, so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. This is by far more than I could ever ask for in that this journey has brought me. So what got me to being your massage therapist essentially is in 2017, I was heartbroken. I could not literally heartbroken and couldn't show up to get a job to do massage because I was heartbroken. That led to a decline in money led to me being evicted and making the choice that I was going to go live in my minivan because it was low overhead and I could really focus on what I needed to do to heal my heartbreak. I was looking back at my life to realize that as a child of an alcoholic and coming up in that environment, every choice I made would have never been different had I not gotten to a point of breaking down and really going, holy shit, what the hell did I think that this was okay to do to get me here? And from that point, I just started to remove everything from my life that did not give me um, hell yeah energy. <laughs> and, um, but enjoy and happiness. But yeah. don't you think that, um, I want to go back before we move to like the joy and energy and where you got. Um, you actually grew up with, you know, I mean, you didn't grow up with no money. I mean, your, your mom, if I recall, has, you know, successful, you know, business and, I mean, you, you had a lot of back child stuff to do with. So maybe talk a little bit about that. I want those that are listening, especially you women out there that think it's rough and you can't do it. I mean, you know, my millionaire story of making, having my kids a single mom. You can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. So back the story up a little uh, before 2017. I mean, so my mom was kind of leading edge in being a single mom in the 80s before it was really trendy and accessible, <laughs> so to speak. And I watched her just do what she needed to do to make sure we had food. I had clothes and we had a house. She never did anything that would lack morals or ethics in her choices. And so I was, that was always strong for me. I never tried to do anything sketchy or shady. It was just hard work to go forward. And so she was independent and didn't rely on a man to provide anything for us. Um, It was much more, we didn't trust men to be there to do the thing. So my mom had to do it. We, and I learned how to network and how you pay, give a six pack to your mechanic for the work he does. You feed people who come to work on your ranch. That was just, you, you make them family. And so that's really how I grew up being. Um, 
And I didn't realize that it's not healthy to drink Coors Light while you work on the ranch all day and have with, with dinner. That was just how we, that's just how the world operated. And so as I became an adult and can, tried to find my people and being comfortable around people who drink, got me to see that not everybody's productive that drinks and those habits are very destructive. And I didn't want to have anything to do with that. I didn't want to be an addict with five kids from four baby daddies. So I literally ran in the other direction. Education just kept me on the straight and narrow. I did as much as I could to prepare myself for college. No idea what I was going to do. Um, I just knew that I needed to take all the classes and do all the things to be as far out there as possible so that when I did get to college, I have a degree in fine art photography, which seems silly, but has influenced my life in so many ways and really led to me running events and seeing how creating a container creates space, creates the opportunity for people to change their lives when they can step out of their ordinary and into something that's unbelievably extraordinary. And so I just- I gotta gotta just speak to that. So that's where actually we met. She was actually working for a different event coordinator and I came in to speak and she was the best help ever. In fact, I stopped bringing somebody to those events when I knew Mary will be there because I knew she'd take care of me. And uh, we just developed that relationship of that experience in a room and moving people to change lives. And um, when did I actually say, it was before COVID, I think it was right before COVID. Um, and I said, why don't you come up and work for me in Northern Nevada? You were in Southern Cal. You're like, it's cold. And I'm like, it's fine. There's snow. It's amazing. In fact, you live in Lake Tahoe now, like in the snow is phenomenal. Uh, but talk about that transition of also just picking up from a very, I'm going to say safe, but you had a lot of family and a lot of people, not family like in blood, but you know, what you're going to learn in our communities, we're financial family. We all become family and help each other. But talk about that transition then from developing that success as an event planner, event coordinator. No, you weren't doing any massage. In fact, you were like totally revolting against it. And then I got you to move up. So talk kind of through that that era and that that emotion of what it took. Yeah. So with a burning down of my life in 2017 and putting it back together with intention of what made me super excited, I doubled down on what people liked about me. I'm super outgoing. I love creating a party. I was running events already and I just did more of it. So I helped at more events so I could see a range of how events run from 25 to 4,000. And you saw me, I think it was the fourth event we had done throughout that year in September. And you asked, come and do a working interview with me and my team in November, get yourself there and we'll see how it goes. And I remember you saying the team was super pushback against this random stranger showing up to do this. And my favorite thing was when we were homeless. I'm like, oh no, she's homeless. She lives in a van. They're like, well, where's she going to live? Where's she going to share? Like, what are we going to do with her? I said, that is all her problem. We're just going to offer opportunity to sit here. (laughs) Work on this. Made it happen. It was, it was beautiful in that process. And I remember at dinner after the first day of the event, the entire team came up at their own kind of pace and said, I don't know where you found her, but she is fantastic. If she's going to be running the events from now on, I will continue to do more events with you. And I was like, yay. Um, And we just kept going. I relocated to Carson in December, 2019. We were running strong into the March, 2020 lockdown. Um, And I remember the moment you stepped off stage on Sunday and we were like, we're pivoting to being online immediately. 
and yep. we hit the ground running. Yep, flew home from Houston, Texas. It was Eric's event. And uh, I came home to over 29 emails of cancel, 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 cancel. And uh, we all gathered around and we got online. And it was, it was a huge transition. So when was the moment, because you lived in your van for quite a while, when was the moment that you kind of decided, I'm going to get my life serious? I mean, I know I had my foot in your rear a little bit, um, but that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but when did you decide? What Go walk through that process, because there's a lot of people listening that you may be down and out. COVID must, you know, could have totally dismantled your life or what'd you say you burned down your life? So your life could be burned down. You'd be going through a hell of a divorce, um, whatever foreclosure, bankruptcy, whatever happened to you. Um, this woman has seen it all. So when did you decide I got to get my shit together? So, um, we're in the middle of 2020. Um, we were not doing events anymore. And I, for myself was no longer having that hell yeah energy. And I was like, peace out. I'm going to go back and kind of, uh, to my life, what I was doing previously, which was basically camping, go hang out in nature, be a little nature girl, work on my tan and get back to like my Zen place. And so that was the summer it's hot in Carson. It's cooler in Tahoe, a little dog in a minivan. You have to be aware of these things. And so we came up to Tahoe for the summer and things started to click. Tahoe really provided in a way that no other place out of 48 moves has and yep. September October I was like shit winter's coming I'm going to die I need a job to pay rent so that I don't die and make that next step and being a massage therapist for 20 years it was an easy thing for me to go back get a Friday Saturday Sunday job at a hotel who I knew was going to be booked solid mm -hmm. and start making that money rolling and in the process of not having any money and being heartbroken and hurt and all of that and struggling to connect with money like it was maddening oh, oh, oh i have to insert so when i paid her when she moved up here in 2019 uh she didn't have a like so let's just talk about tearing down your life no bank yeah. account outdated driver's license no driver's license uh passport i mean credit like you couldn't get further from a repair that needed to happen, like the whole thing. And I just remember telling you, it's just going to have to grit it. And one day say, I'm going to clean up my credit. I'm going to clean, I'm going to figure out my driver's license. I'm going to figure out whatever you're just all of it, get a bank account. Cause I remember giving you, you were so irritated because I wouldn't pay you cash. And I'm like, no, you're a deduction to me. Like it's your own problem, but it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So it's taking, figuring out how to access money when you don't have a bank account, when you don't have a credit card, but you need to have money in a digital form and you need to pay things and still function. There's a whole set of skills to do this. There's a whole set of skills to present as a person who doesn't look homeless. Cause I wasn't homeless. I was just trying to get to a point of being myself fully without having to deal with the rent, the bills, all that stuff that can distract you from commitment. what I was called. That's called commitment, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was a slow process. I didn't want to get back into a house. I didn't want to get back into massage, but with your foot in places, I really had to start thinking about what does it look like for me to get back into massage? What kind of space do I want to be in? Who do I want to work with? What kind of clientele do I want to work with? So I really intentionally thought about that and thought about what makes me excited. And my first massage space was exactly 
what I wanted. It was the biggest room I've ever been in. It had, the colors were gorgeous. It worked with what I wanted to build as my aesthetic. And the, the woman that I had um, gotten to rent from was just a sweetheart. I really liked the energy of the space. And so it became intentional. And then I was still in my van. I still was working. I had a place to kind of wash and shower and sleep sometimes um, on the weekends. Yeah. And then it got to the point of when I want a house, what do, what do I want my living situation to be? I've been by myself for three years going into like strangers with a roommate situation sounds horrible. And so I got intentional with what do I want it to look like? I know I had to have a bathtub. I know I needed to have my own room, whether I be in a relationship or not. I want my own room with my own bed in my own space so that I can have that um, for myself. And I wanted it to fall easily into my lap with 48 moves. I have struggled for so long trying to get things. And I have bad credit. I have an eviction. I have all this things that make me look really horrible on paper, but as a person, I'm amazing. And I got really far. You can't get far without a background check, a credit check, no credit card, no bank account. So um, before we talked about where you moved, I mean, one of your first clients was me right? And the people that were here and you started doing your stone massage and then we all became addicted to it. So a lot of the folks that actually worked here and then I remember I introduced you to other people there. I know you could go into their home before the office and charge properly. That was a whole challenge for you. And the way I did just very intentionally is uh, I knew that you needed an investment account. So iFlip, which a lot of you know, um, and we can put in the show notes, the iFlip app, but it is an app where you can... I mean, there's smart portfolios. I mean, you can make between, I mean, the, the worst is like 12, 14%. On some of my folios, I'm doing 20s and the 40%. So what I told Muriel, our deal was, is that she would give me and my family massage or spatial treatments or anything, anything in between. And, uh, but I'm not going to pay her that I'm going to put the money and we put it in my son's name. And so we paid the money to get you a nice big bank account. I mean, when you actually transitioned it out of Logan's name to your name, I think it was what, $3,200, $3,400 that had been put away for you. But it was a good, I hate the word delay gratification, but it was, it was a way to start, I think, showing you that it's okay to have a bank account, get that all cleaned up, your credit, your driver's license, your passport, your birth certificate, like all this stuff had to get cleaned up. So those of you that are sitting out there and you're whining about one thing, I mean, talk through the grit and the pain in the rear of the paperwork that you had to go through to reset your life. I mean, that by itself was like an act of God. So I was working on getting my birth certificate to get my real ID um, before COVID happened. It took me four tries to get my birth certificate because online information wasn't correct. Wasn't the right amount of money. I didn't sign the check, right? It was just ridiculous. I finally paid for it online because I had money digitally where I could finally make that payment online instead of going through the mail. And I got the birth certificate the day the world locked down. So then I couldn't get to the DMV. I couldn't do anything with it until June. Um, and it was just knowing that though I at least did my part, you can't punish me because the government has closed itself off and I can't interact with the governments right now. And I laid low um, and tried to be aware of where I parked, where I put myself, what I did with my time so that I didn't attract attention that I didn't need to make my life even worse and just kept going with it. Um, I, I hate paperwork, which is why I part of burning down my life 
but getting to a point where you're like, okay, I need this step to get to that step because I have this bigger thing I want to do. When we started working together, me doing massage, I didn't need the money because I was already working for you doing events. So paying me in the investment account was like, sure, that's fine. That's whatever. When I walked away from working with you and we're in the middle of COVID and money is hard to make and I had to go and do massages for you, it hurt a little bit to not get paid, but I knew that it was going to work out for, I needed that money for longer term things. Cause I, there was no other way I was going to do it. Cause I was going to rationalize that I needed the cash for gas or food or whatever. So the, the force of having someone take my money and do it for me yeah. helped. Um, yeah. And I figured out a way to make the cash I needed without depending upon you, our interaction, what we had arranged. And that, and that worked. I, I look back on, on that summer and go, how did I float through? I made it, my cell phone never got turned off. I never had any major things happen. I was able to keep making things happen and never asked for money. I'm, I've, my dad has never given me any money for anything I've done because I refuse to need the, you know, need something. He does what fathers do and helps where he can. Um, but it was really about, I'm making this happen on my terms for myself. So no one has an opinion about what I'm doing. Yeah. So just to put some perspective for those of you that are out there and you're thinking, you know, and even if you are, are successful, I have people, two doctors I just met and their credit's horrible. They are, they don't have a driver's license because they haven't even figured out their child support in a minute. Uh, their entities are completely blown up. Like, I don't care where, like what level you are, but this foundation that we're talking about, at least from my perspective is what I just want to recognize from getting the banks done, right. The credit done, right. Like all your ID. I know there's a lot of people that are listening. You want to go off the grid. You go off the grid. You also then you make a very big decision to not be able to, to participate in a lot of things from buying properties to buying, like I'm about to buy a bunch of mineral rights and water rights. Like you don't get to do those and play both games. So we encourage you to be completely on the grid, completely legal, but take advantage of the entities, which by the way, she's incorporated. And we didn't talk about that. Like you're actually running a legal business with legal business licenses. Like all of that is that you've qualified for your own new space. So let's go talk about fast forward. So any of you that ever come to Lake Tahoe, I'm gonna let you totally market because uh, she's got a cool new space all to herself, um, a house that she shares with one other person and uh, is uh, on her way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim that you're gonna make six figures this year. And that'll be a huge turning point for you. Yeah, be huge. That, that is why I have this space is so that I can provide not only my services, but products that I believe in that I've stand behind that I will offer to my clients. So I don't have to send them out to a to someone else, third party that they might not even go to so that I can get back into running events and providing information and, and the opportunity to gather people to create magic that happens. Um, and it's been you amazing. Really, you want really, really good hot stone massage if you've never had one or cupping or all sorts of those things. Again, uh, the other thing that you do uh, and I do it. I mean, it's why I think we, we resonate is we just say yes and figure it out. So if you wanted to add another modality, I mean, facial treatments, you know, I am a little older than most people think because uh, you were constantly using the products that Muriel's talking about. So this isn't just an infomercial for all of you, but if you do go to Tahoe, I mean, how do they reach you, by the way? Let's put that out there. The, uh, my Instagram right now, the easiest is Muriel M. Buckner. That, uh, it is my name to find me circle light ventures will be the business name 
that I will have on the wall. I'm in a very busy plaza with an amazing brewery and restaurant in the same parking lot, which yep. is a fantastic. Uh, I happen to already massage the owner of that business previously to even moving here. It was just one of, I got a call, hey, she needs a massage. I got it, I'm coming, let's, let's make that happen. And so your yes book and saying yes and figuring it out, I didn't realize I was doing that. That's what got me to you. I, I was, as we talk about this event, I started listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2013 in my car because I was tired of the radio. And so much of it resonated with me and I was doing so much already of saying yes and, and stepping out of my comfort zone and finding people who were similar. And I had to burn down my life in order to be able to do what I was doing, to have the opportunity to meet you and step into your room. And the, the, the benefits and the blessings of stepping into your room to be in a room full of millionaires, potential millionaires, people on their way to hear that, honey, it's okay. We've all lost it all. We've all had bad credit or screwed up majorly and then built back up. It's just what you do. And to hear that from people who I looked up to, yeah. I was like, sweet. I'm not going to worry about that eviction anymore. I'm not going to worry about my bad credit. It will all work itself out when you decide to play bigger because who you show up as is more important than your paperwork. So I show up as this great service person with lots of energy and people stop me at all the events going, I don't know what you do, but you're amazing. Your energy just helps the room. I feel amazing with you around. And that has led to so many things. Well, and I got to say about the paperwork because you all have to do it. So having a bookkeeper, right? You have a new CPA. You actually have real people helping you. You have a corporation. Scott can help, you know, I think he's helping you with your corporate compliance or RISA is. I mean, you got a whole team around you when you joined Integrated Wealth. So talk a little bit about kind of the Integrated Wealth family that now supports you staying on track. And then I have a whole ending question that I want to get into. So the first time I stepped into the into your room to hear your presentation and what your team does, I was talking with Scott. I was I was crying. I was so intimidated. I am still almost the youngest person in the room at forty. Other than the the kids of the attendees, I'm pretty much the youngest person in the room. And Scott was just such a sweetheart. He said, "We can work it all out. We can make it all work for whatever you want to do. It's fine. It will all happen when it needs to happen." And so hearing that from people and knowing that there were people who were willing to help me, yes, I have to make the money to pay them for their services, but it gave me incentive of why I needed to make more money instead of just making enough money to get by or paycheck to paycheck sort of thing. I now have a list of what I call large money drops that are important that I need to hit so that I can continue to go forward and in, in my growth, because playing small is not going to serve me or my clients or anybody. I have to do it big. And the thing that I wish I had heard earlier and it coming from a woman's voice about money and wealth really resonated with me more than hearing a man talk about it. Cause every man said, you don't need to get incorporated. You're too small. You're just a massage therapist. It's just too much money. It's not worth it. And I came to realize from what I experienced being in your room is it's not an expense. It's an investment so that I have the opportunity to make even more money because I can now play the game the way it needs to be played and play instead of trying to be shady and, and only accept cash and be on the backside of everything, which just that energy affects what's going on. It's better to be in the system and play the system the way it was made to be played and playing as much as you can. 
And the more that you now becoming financially literate, I can promise you, I mean, if you wanted to know, you would, you know enough about my talk track and you have somebody sitting on their table that actually has their own company, that's a healthcare deduction, like your tax deduction and the services you provide. And I know you're going to talk about that because you also um, do millionaire maker games and we'll do more millionaire maker games. But uh, before we leave, because we have about five, six minutes left of our podcast, I have to have you speak to, I'm going to say not just women, but people younger, older, that are out there, that might got yourself in a little challenge? What would you say to them? What are some things that you initiated in your life? Uh, Living Intentional is clearly uh, one of them. Give them some, i say, action steps. How do they get back on their feet and get where you are and heading towards, you know, six figures? And in my lifetime, I expect you to be a millionaire, young lady. Hey, me too. Um, Instead of holding on to your story of your pain, your trauma, your victimhood, whatever shit happened to you, instead of holding on to it and constantly talking about it and like reliving it experience, say thank you and look for the lessons. How did you grow? How did you go? Oh, cool. I never need to be around that person again. I'm very clear on that. That type of person is not safe for me or that type of business or that energy is not safe for me and cut it out. And it's going to be lonely when you cut out the people that you know, or the family that you know, but they're not supportive or they don't speak highly and positively into you, cut it all out and then make a list of what makes you say, Hell yeah. And I'm, and I, I'm trying to reframe on my language, but I would be more like, yeah, kind of thing, because that's going to carry forward and keep you excited to go. So what is that? It, and it, make those little lists, make the big list to see, and then only allow those things back into your life and build from there and say yes to the things that feel amazingly exciting and figure it out. And anything that makes you question, feel gross, feel guilty, feel shame, any of that, Cut it out. Cut it we out. Talk about that. So that sounds so easy. I say it all the time and I, and I'm rigorous about it, but I, I mean, I learned early that what I call compartmentalizing, you know, call them friends and family. They may be friends and family and they could be for a lot of you listening, the highest contaminant. And yeah. believe me, if, if you're in that kind of a situation where you can't talk freely, you don't get to be you freely. Um, when we say cut, I mean, we're talking a hard umbilical cord, like yeah. it's a cut. So talk about that. Cause that sounds easier. I know I make it sound easier. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave with how I do it is atrophy. The less things you give attention to the faster they go away. So when people call you and say, Hey, let's go out for a Friday drink, or let's go out for a blah, 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 or whatever you did with them, but it didn't have you feel great. Guess what? You have something else to do right? You're not just going to say no and be rude. And we're not talking about, you know, that kind of a shut off. We're talking about, you're just not available because you're focused. You've turned this way and said, I'm going to go do these things that I feel great about and yep. don't include them. It's not about collaborating. It's not about bringing them on. This is fixing you right now. So it's about being the example, being the change and being an example you want to be so that they're going to either going to see you change and be like, oh my God, that is rad. What are you doing? I want some of that too. Or like, oh my God, who do you think you are making these changes in growth? Cut it out. Just they'll go away because they'll be so uncomfortable seeing your growth and your glow, so to speak, that they won't hand, they'll be burned off and it will become easier and easier to say no to activities once in a while, it's okay to go and enjoy that time and that place, but don't continue to feed it every weekend or all the time. I'm very selective with my time. Even my family knows 
we don't do, I don't do holidays unless I want to, and it works with my schedule and you are not allowed to guilt me or shame me about that. And when I go hang out with them, we don't talk about my business. We don't talk about what's doing. We just talk about the kids and kind of like the basic stuff, but I can only give them a little bit of time because I miss the work, miss being focused on doing my stuff. I, my Saturday night, Friday night is my facial night and my baths and watching my shows. And Saturday night, I like working on my marketing. I like working on my business and seeing what opportunities I have to fill in the next week and the following week. So that Sunday comes around, I'm doing my chores. My stuff is getting ready. I've, my calendar is full. So I know Monday morning, I'm awake with my own schedule and my own motivation. Not someone else is telling me, you need to be here at nine o'clock to do this. I decide when I have my clients and I'm so excited to see my clients that it's not a problem for me to get up at eight in the morning to go see them and do that. So it's, you really have to focus on what makes you the happiest. And if those people who don't make you happy, don't need to be in your life. Someone said, not everybody deserves your cookie. (laughs) And that could be whatever kind of cookie you want to offer. Not everybody needs to eat your cookie. That's true. And you get to choose that. And it took me a really long time to understand the outside validation that I was seeking was trying to heal my inner child and all the trauma and all the shit I had by seeking validation outside of me for someone else to tell me, hey, I see you, you're doing good, good job. And to get to the other side of knowing I'm doing good for myself, you yep. don't see that, I'm sorry you don't see me, but I am doing good. Well, and that is- that is- live their life on recognition and having their little head patted they did a good job versus you know you are doing good that transition of maturity is something I would challenge a lot of you that are listening to strive for because when you have it you have the confidence the evidence meaning your bank accounts are filling up your balance sheet's showing up and it's changing lives so Muriel it's been great to be with you again one more time where do they find you on Instagram Instagram is circle light and Muriel M. Buckner, either one of those will find me. Um, Circle Light Massage is my business. Circle Light Ventures will be the larger name because we're going to be hula hooping, we're going to be massaging, and we're setting goals and yeah. making things happen. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. Keep up the great work. And uh, those of you out there, if you ever head to Lake Tahoe, go check her out. She's amazing. Uh, only, you know, it's like around my appointments. Uh, but seriously, those of you, I wanted to do this because uh, she has made such great strides. And there's so many of you that just choose to suffer and stay down and you don't have to. So thanks for being here. And those of you out watching, take a next step, do something. I do a call once a month, it's called Ask Laurel. Go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L. Ask any question, make a request. We have someone out there every day answering and following up. I also do uh, every three weeks, a millionaire intensive. So you'll learn more about that on the Ask Laurel site. Head over to asklaurel.com. We'll be back next week with the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So this is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, Take my quiz. Go to integratedwellsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities, we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify, are you, you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually 
gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwealthsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.